Smartcast. You are listening to a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Now, among the multiple things that the ED has accused Wazirex of, the Enforcement Authority claims that Wazirex's holding company, Zanmai Labs, is offering quote-unquote contradictory and ambiguous answers about crypto-to-crypto transactions made on the platform. The ED said that Wazirex has failed to provide data and show transactions on its blockchain for purchases made by numerous under-investigation fintech firms. The internet gave us short attention spans. We preferred to like and share content instead of reading and sometimes even watching it. At Mint, we decided to come up with the Mint Primer, which breaks down the big news of today into short, quick, consumable questions and answers. On this podcast, you will find information about everything from cybercrime to RBI's new repo rates. I'm Prasad Banerjee, and this is What Happened Today. Today's Primer is written by Shavik Das and myself. Over the last week or so, you may have heard that the Enforcement Directorate or the ED has leveled charges of money laundering against one of the key exchanges in India, that is Wazirex. The ED isn't the first agency to level such allegations against a crypto platform though. Despite blockchain's inherent property of traceability, there have been enough instances of authorities worldwide saying that crypto is being used to launder money. In this episode, we explain how crypto is used to launder money. The idea starts at the very beginning of blockchains and the fact that blockchains are always supposed to be traceable, which makes people wonder why money can be laundered with something that is inherently supposed to be traceable. So the way it works is that transactions on a blockchain are indeed always traceable. Most courts and law enforcement bodies around the world have even recognized their immutable nature and accept blockchain records as legal proof of transaction histories. However, crypto transactions can sometimes happen off-chain or other methods can be used to obfuscate the flow of funds. Moreover, blockchains are more like conveyor belts, which basically facilitate the flow of crypto from one wallet to another. The identity of the person who holds that wallet, however, has to be ascertained by the wallet service provider. And this is often not done. And the reason it's not done is usually to protect privacy. But then scammers and criminals can take advantage of that. One of the most common methods used by hackers and criminals is called mixing or tumbler. As each crypto token is traceable, tumblers break down multiple tokens from different blockchains and mix them. They then transfer the original amount to the owner, but through multiple transactions and often from multiple wallets, thereby obfuscating the trail. Illicit users also transfer traceable tokens to privacy-centric blockchains like Monero, which hide wallet addresses and particulars. There are also over-the-counter brokers who accept payments in any form, including cash, and transfer the equivalent amount of crypto to a user's wallet. Now, among the multiple things that the ED has accused Wazirex of, the Enforcement Authority claims that Wazirex's holding company, Zanmai Labs, is offering quote-unquote contradictory and ambiguous answers about crypto-to-crypto transactions made on the platform. 
The ED said that Wazirx has failed to provide data and show transactions on its blockchain for purchases made by numerous under-investigation fintech firms. And this is where the off-chain part most likely comes in. When users withdraw crypto from an exchange, they enter a wallet address and the tokens are transferred with the record being maintained on the requisite blockchain. However, in doing so, they also have to pay a gas fee, which is used to pay miners on the blockchain. To avoid this fee, two platforms, Wazirx and Binance in this case, can integrate with each other and allow users to transfer crypto without using the blockchain. And this is what is called an off-chain transaction. Such transactions can raise questions regarding the tracing of money as the records aren't maintained on the original blockchain. And there are some ways to avoid this which industry stakeholders and lawmakers have often suggested. For example, according to industry stakeholders, exchanges could adopt a resolution on KYC data and maintain transaction logs for 8-10 to 10 years on blockchains. According to Triveni Singh, who is the superintendent of police, cybercrime, Uttar Pradesh police, the use of KYC-compliant wallets could also help add a layer of traceability. However, he warned that KYC norms for wallets held on platforms outside India can differ from those in India. Some blockchain research firms are also working on machine learning based tools that can flag illicit accounts, thereby making it easier to stop transactions that are going to a criminal account. And that was a quick glimpse at today's front page. We'll see you again tomorrow. This was a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.